Welcome to Neighborhood Church. To learn more about who we are as a community or to financially support Neighborhood, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. All right. Well, man, I love, I love this slideshow. It's good. Um, yes. All right. So we are celebrating. There we go. All right. Uh, we are celebrating um, 89 months because 89 months sounds a lot longer than seven and a half years. So that's why, why I use it. Right? It's, a, it's called a trick is what we call it. Um, but it's been 89 months, and we're celebrating. That's why we're all here. And celebration is more than um, it just happens to be the 89th month. We're like, oh, we should, like, you know, get together and celebrate. It's like Nikki and I celebrate our 20th anniversary on June 14th. I know it's Flag Day. Settle down, all right? But it's also our anniversary. Um, and 20s, I, it, I met Nikki when I was 13 years old. I walked into youth group. I'm looking at her. She can't even look at me because she's going to bawl because I'm so good looking. I walked, in, I walked into youth group, and she was wearing bright, like, bright red, like, Taylor Swift uh, lipstick. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, hey, hey, don't ruin my memory, all right? <laughs> um, uh, what was I even telling? Oh, and she was wearing a, um, uh, a Phoenix Sun starter jacket, yeah. You've heard the story before, Mike? <laughs> uh, and... I ended up joining uh, the mime team called Beyond Words. Yeah, it is. And it was there that we went on tour. Yeah, we went on tour. Went to two different states, right? Wisconsin and Minnesota. And uh, it was in Luck, Wisconsin, where I told Nikki to, she was trying to touch this basketball net. She couldn't touch. She goes, oh, there's this tree in the way, which it wasn't. Obvious excuse. And I said, why don't you just whip out your big beaver teeth and come down? And from that moment... We became best friends and um, ended up marrying her. But 20, June 14th, um, we celebrate. And it's more than like on June 14th, it's not its anniversary. We should get away from the kids and have some fun, right? We'd be missing out on an opportunity to reflect on 20 years. Is, I know some of you have been married longer, but like that's a, that's a long time, all right? Dietrich just cheered for himself. Thank you, Dietrich. <laughs> that's me. He's talking about me. Um, because in those 20 years, there is some hilarious stories. Like Nikki, she said she shared this last week. Uh, but in our first year of marriage, I thought we should be a prank couple. Because like Wade and Lori, or Lori's a prank couple, right? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe we should be a prank couple. And so Nikki was taking a shower, and I, I didn't even do this in the dorms. I don't know what I was thinking, all right? And I got a cold glass of water, and I threw it over the shower, and she screamed, and she ripped open that curtain. I'll never, she ripped it open, and she goes, we are not that kind of couple. And then, <laughs> shut it, right? It's true. From that moment on, we were not that kind of couple, right? We have, the, we have a ton of those fun stories. We have, like, the, the, the stories where there was a lot of pain, right? Like, when we found out we were pregnant, some people get really excited, right? And they're like, yeah. Nikki and I sat in our studio apartment on Superior and 15th, and... Um, at night, you could hear the mice, I call them rats, running around our little apartment, right? And we sat on the edge of our bed, and Nikki goes, I'm pregnant, and we bawled. We, we were tw- I, was, I was 23, right? Yeah, because I was married when I was 22. Yeah. Oh, who let us get married that early? <laughs> let alone procreate. <laughs> so, um, and we bawled, and we bawled because we had, this is no lie, 
man, to be young and ignorant. You already know what I'm going to say. We had this idea that we were going to travel to Europe for like seven years. And we're like, we'll just travel. Not having any clue how we were going to pay for it or retain a job. We're like, we'll just travel Europe for seven years. And when all of a sudden you have your kid, you're like, we don't, we're not that kind of couple anymore, right? Um, and it turned out to be, you know, the best thing that ever happened to us, right, of having our kid. But there's still the, those, those stories of where we hurt each other, the stories of where we tolerated life, the, the stories of where we grieved. We've lost some really good friends in our life, right? We have, celebrating is taking all of it because all of it belongs. And the only way you can, I think, the most authentic way of celebrating isn't just cherry-picking your favorite moments. It's also taking inventory of the scars and the receipts and the beauty and the pain and the doubt and the evolution, right? Like, that's what we're doing today. We're celebrating 89 months, and there is a whole history of beauty, of laughter, of pain, right? Of hurt, of loss, of discovery. Like, I think, uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell the story, but I'm going to. Um, we, we, we got the, we originally were supposed to be the senior pastors at Duluth Vineyard Church, which at the time was a, over 2,000 people, and that was our plan, and, and and then in a five-minute, con- not even, in a three-minute conversation, this, a what? A 30-second conversation. It was right before the senior pastor had to get up on stage, and they pull, he pulled us aside, and he goes, hey, he didn't say this, but I got good news and bad news, and they're both the same, essentially. And he said, uh, I think I'm supposed to be the senior pastor, so sorry. And in that moment, Nick and I are like, well, there's that. And at the same time, excited of, like, something new. And that's how we came along discovery, but that's how we came to plant in Cloquet. And in this journey, um, there's a lot of people that were excited. We had a lot of people that lived in Carlton County that wanted to be a part of something happening in Cloquet. And once, like, word got around and people were excited, I remember sitting in a meeting with the senior pastors, and I'm all excited, and one of the senior pastors, she looked at me, and she goes, what are you going to do, just pull up a bus in front of our church and take the whole church? And I remember looking at her, I'm like, we did this together. <laughs> this, was, this wasn't me going around recruiting people. There was a lot of people who wanted to be a part of what we're doing. And I remember we planted on, um, in 2015, uh, um, what do you call it, deer hunting opener, right, which is the worst Sunday to plant a church in northern Minnesota. And um, Misha, I hope that you're watching, Misha, um, and she was leading the coffee bar team, and it takes two and a half hours. If anyone was doing coffee, it takes two and a half hours to get everything set up. And we blew a circuit, so all the coffee we made for our first weekend was all cold, right? And people were so polite, no one told us. Until I went and got, I'm like, this is cold. So then Misha and a team people had to take the coffee things, plug them in, in the hallways all around the church to make sure we don't blow the circuit, and spend another hour making brand new coffee, right? And 10, 15 minutes probably, realistically, I'm standing in the hallway. I look around. I see all our volunteers. I don't see, and my mom, probably, right, and no one else, and I just thought, well, it was a good run, right, we tried, right, we laughed, we cried, <laughs> uh, and then people started pouring in, and it was a great service, and um, a, a memory I have is this mom walked up to me, and with her son, his son, little son, and she goes, my son's wondering when he can play his trombone, would it be like today, would it be next week, and I said, trombone? She's like, yeah, you know, for special music. Anyone who grew up in a Pentecostal church, special music was like the best Sunday. Uh, Melissa knows what I'm talking about. Um, 
And I'm like, um, I'm sorry, we're not that kind of church. <laughs> and they never came back. Um, um, man, I think of uh, the conversations that we had, with, again, like with Mike and Melissa and so many other people who came from um, toxic, I'll just use that word, toxic church, church backgrounds and where they thought, I just, I can't do this anymore. Right? Whatever, like I remember, I'm going to single you out, Jamie. I know you love it when I single you out. I remember our conversation at Gordy's, right? And she told me two stories um, that were just bonkers. And she's like, so if this is going to be like that, essentially, thanks, but no thanks. I'm like, I can't guarantee a lot. I can guarantee I won't do those things that happen at your church. And we had so many people, um, and I think he called it destination church, people who um, still believed in some semblance of divine love, right? Some semblance of what God might be or is, um, but just want to be a place where they could belong, right? Where they could just show up. We used to have that balcony. You guys remember the high school? Um, yeah, you you love the balcony, right? Because you could just show up and you, and you could just like blend in. I remember Tommy, who's um, the trainer at ESCO, he'd sit on the edge of the balcony like it was like a foot off the ground. I'm like, you're going to die, Tommy, um, I, I think of um, all the baptisms that we've done. We did one at Chubb Lake just recently with my daughter. I remember, oh, he's not here. Um, uh, one of my favorite stories is we had all the people who were getting baptized on stage at, uh, when we were at Cloquet Vineyard, and we're introducing people, and then Evan Weaver comes in. He must have been nine, something like that. And he comes in, and he screams, wait, don't start without me. Church is happening, right? This is... Play, don't stop, don't, don't start, don't, I'm here, I'm here, my mom made me late. And he just, <laughs> and my man just ran up on stage like that's normal, right? Um, I think of, uh, there's a recovery center, oh, I think it's still here in Cloquet, but it's up by Gordy's, and for whatever reason, they chose Cloquet Vineyard to show up to, and we would get dozens, do you remember this? We'd get dozens of these women who were going through a, a, a transition, right? Going through a transformation in their life, and they found, I don't, like, I am, how do I say this? I'm not the biggest hugger. I'm not anti-hug, but these ladies love to hug, right? And they'd come up, and they'd get prayer. They would take Bibles. They would cry. We started a, my mom and some other ladies started a Bible study up there. Um, I, yeah, I think of all the ways we've been able to impact and shape people, because we started this church with this, man, I say it so many times, but I believe in it. Uh, we believe that there's a good and beautiful God that wants nothing but good and beautiful things for us. And I believe that because when people think about God, when they think about church, when they think about themselves, rarely does good and beautiful make it in the top 10, maybe in the top 20. And if we can like redefine what it is to belong, what it looks like to be included, what it looks like for you in, to embody it, and the first thing you can think of is good and beautiful, that's a sacred thing. You could think about God instead of being distant, being removed, irrelevant. You could think of whatever the, the divine is, the higher power is, that it's good and beautiful, then you're, you're included. Um, I, 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 think of, <laughs> I think of, we used to do these things called, um, oh, we still do it. We're doing this fall, common table. And all we did was we would just get together and we'd eat. I know Mike and Melissa hosted, we hosted, but my, Jamie posted on social media um, I said, Jamie, you want to host an event? She's like, yeah, that'd be great. I'm like, how many people are going to be there? I'm like, I don't know, 10, right? 
and it ended up being 50 showed up in her house. And that just happened a couple days ago because it came up on your memories. You shared it, right? And we packed that house out, which I love, especially if it's not at my own house, all right? I'm the biggest fan of having 50 people. But out of those 50 people, right, we turned into a small group. And in that small group, became lifelong friends, which that's how it works, right? If you're willing to be authentic, if you're willing to be vulnerable, if you're willing to be honest, and you're willing to show up in a a stranger's home or into a a foreign church, into a new space, a coffee shop, bar, volleyball team, whatever it is, if you're willing to to be your fullest self, there's absolutely beautiful, sacred things that can happen out of that. In our church, we've also, we've done some funny things, we've done some beautiful things, we've done some hard things, right? I remember sitting right over there where Dietrich was and Weaver, and we were doing a newcomers meeting. I don't remember what we called it. Uh, now we call it Mug Club, which makes no sense, but I like it. So, um, and we're sitting with, the, with uh, two different couples, Josh and Sandy and another couple. And um, Sandy asked me, hey, what is the vineyard's, because we were a vineyard at the time, what's the vineyard's stance or policy when it comes to LGBTQIA inclusion? And <laughs> so would it, yeah? And uh, I got this question um, often, especially around this time. And um, the couple to my left was um, much more conservative than me. And I, again, give a blanket statement, I don't use the word conservative as less than or like, oh, conservative. I think there's a lot of beautiful things that can come out of conservative uh, theology and ideology. Um, and I, I knew Josh and Sandy because I married them, but I didn't know them really well. And so I gave them the answer. I gave dozens and dozens of times. I said, well, the vineyard, and this is still true today, the vineyard um, believes that um, we can't marry same-sex couples uh, because in the Bible they'd view it that it is a sin or abomination. And we can't hire or ordain for the same reason. And I said it, and uh, the couple to my left was like shaking their head like, okay, okay. And then Josh and Sandy looked at me, and Sandy goes, you didn't answer my question. She goes, I asked, what do you believe? And this is the first time outside of my therapist, outside of my friends, outside of my partner, that anyone asked what I believe. Because that answer, right, gave people enough to either stay in our church or to leave our church by that answer. And it was the first time that I was honest and vulnerable. And it felt scary. And it felt absolutely liberating. Because as um, a follower of Jesus or as a teacher or as a pastor, um, there's these roles that we put on ourselves saying, oh, a good husband does this, a good parent does this, a good student does this, uh, a good pastor does this. And so we think, oh, I want to be good, so I'll play to this rules or play to this idea because this is what the church needs and what the business needs, what the family needs. Even though if you, for me, it was about a year and a half journey of thinking, why do I believe what I believe, right? We've talked about this often. This is called deconstruction or reordering. And on this subject, on queer inclusion especially, it was, I don't know if I ever believed what the company line was. The way that we raise our kids was if you are going to fall in love someday with a man or a woman, right? We use very expansive language. But yet I'm in a system, and I'm in a church, and in a space where we are... Um, maybe not saying it, but we are kind of participating with. And in that corner, that first time I said, I disagree with the vineyard's policy. And 
as your pastor, I'm wildly open and affirming. And I look to my left, I'm like, this couple's never coming back, and they didn't. Right? <laughs> and that's, that's okay. I think getting clear is the most sacred, holy thing you can do, right? Not just trying to get people to agree with you, but get clear of what it is that they need. And it was from that moment on that even though we were in a vineyard, uh, we were using more open and expansive language, and it felt so good to be me, Chris, instead of um, Chris, a pastor, so I have to do this, but Chris in his own personal life is going to do this. Instead, it was like, I'm Chris, I can be fully myself, and I happen to be a pastor. And what it led to was very, very difficult. Hardest thing we've ever done as a church and as a couple. But it's the most liberating, freeing thing we've ever done. So as we celebrate, I celebrate that. I celebrate small groups. I celebrate doing Whiteness 101. That was incredibly powerful for our community and incredibly hard, right? I celebrate, we, we started in, in the high school. We moved to the, um, the gym. Does anyone remember the gym? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Because anytime I've thought about this so many times, I have a whole floor plan that would have been just a thousand times better. Because anyone who had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the service, if you, if you have social anxiety, like me, anyone who, like, in the middle of the service, like, as I'm talking, like, I can't hold it anymore. This is going to happen. Right? And they get out, thud, 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 thud. And it might as well be broadcast. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to pee. I'm going to go pee, everyone. You sit down, because I'm peeing. Oh, man. And then we moved back into the high school where we couldn't have coffee, right? Which was a big deal. And I remember watching you yeah, you know who you are, trying to sneak coffee in. <laughs> and you thought you're all sly, and I'm like, I'm not saying anything, but I'm just a better person. That's really what I thought. Um, yeah, we've had, we've had some incredibly um, good moments. I think of my daughter sneaking on neighborhood kids and dancing on the stage as I'm talking, and she was not supposed to be dancing on the stage. Um, and all the things that we were able to do, things we were able to transform, and I celebrate that. And I celebrate where we're going, right? Because we're not done. The fact that we, when we say all those stories and how they have transformed, we laughed, and the things that we're, we kind of, maybe you say quietly, right? Of maybe there's people, even on the slideshow, there's people on there that were um, essential to planting this church that are no longer here. And that's sad, right? And not sad as like, they should be here. It's like, this is the kind of church we have that we're going to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this story. But one thing that Nikki and I have been absolutely committed to as pastors, I, I loosely reference to it, we really believe the most holy, sacred thing we do is help people get clear about what they need. Post-COVID or even during COVID, we helped a ton of people never come back to church again. <laughs> Which I can tell you is a bad business model. All right, I can tell you that. But... We've, we've never wanted to be those kind of pastors. We've never wanted to be that kind of community that was like, no, 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 bear it, bear it, bear it, bear it, bear it. You, you got to come to church, my man. All right? You want the best of God, you want the best of life, then you have to come hear me do announcements, right? Said no one ever. Um, and there was a lot of people that just said, hey, we love what you're doing. We're big fans. We, it's, it's just not for us in this season of our life, which I radically celebrate because that's the kind of community we want to be, to be fully yourself. So it's those values, it's those, um, it's those values and that culture that I have hope for where we're moving. Now, before I get to that, I'm going to prompt you. Um, I'm going to be asking you, I'm not going to make you, and I'll be like, Zach, 
get your time to talk, right? I'm going to ask you to share what's something you're taking with you from this space in Carlton County. Maybe it's this building. Maybe it's a memory. It's not like, I'll take the TV. Like, what is, yeah. What, what's something that you're carrying with you that helped inspire you, transform you, something that you learned? Maybe it's a memory. And when I'm all done, I'm going to give you just space just to, like, yell it out. Well, say it out loud. You don't have to, you don't have to yell it. Um, so I just want to give you that, I want to give you that, that prompt. Um, but where we're going where we're going, yes, it's a new building. Yes, it smells like an old church. Yes, it is an old church. But it's never been about the building, right? I mean, honestly, like some people are, I know some of you are going to be sad about not being in this space. We have made this work in an incredibly tiny space. We went from a giant gym, auditorium, to awkward middle school gym, to this space. And how do we make this work? Because of you, Right? You did this. The fact that you show up, the fact that you're willing to talk to strangers, the fact that you're willing to sit at tables. You guys love these tables, right? You sit at tables and you're like, I don't know them, but I'm sitting with them because I want that table, right? <laughs> that you will, you will include other people. That, that's what makes this place good and beautiful. And I was thinking about, like, people say, well, no, God makes it good and beautiful. Sure, big fan of God. But, right? but it's, it's, it's not like God is in the sky saying, well, I'm going to make this place good and beautiful. It's when you show up and you be good and beautiful. That's how God plays out. That's how the divine plays out is when we're willing to embody the nature of God, when we're embodied to move in the way of Christ, which is love, always. I think about places I love to go, right? I, yeah, I love Duluth Coffee Company, right? Another place I love is this place called the Boreal House. And I, am I saying that right? Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> I love it. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, and I love those places because when I walk in, I feel like they were thinking of me before I even walked in, right? The way they set up the, the place, the way that they master their craft, the way that they know what they're doing, the, the way that they engage me, the way they have the design, all of it. It makes me feel like I belong. And I was thinking about this this week of that's what I love about our community. Who's going to be walking into our space in Duluth, right? That, like, maybe like you, you're driving from Hayward. There's something awesome about you driving an hour and a half to come to church, right? Because there's something that makes you feel like you want to come. There's something, Zoe, of coming to check out our community. There's something driving from Cloquet, working Renshaw, driving from Duluth. Like, there's something about the space that you found connects you, grounds you, inspires you. How many more people are looking for a place like this? Not the building, but you. Because I have conversations probably once or twice a week. Like one story, there's this, there's this um, gentleman who's a little bit older than me, and um, we are talking, and he's like, well, what kind of church are you? I'm like, oh, you know, we're a progressive Christian church. He's like, well, what does that mean? And we're talking, and he goes, okay, well, how do you interpret Romans 1, 18 through 32? Right, which is a if you, if you're a big fan of Paul and Romans, it's the one where uh, we call the clobber passages. Right, we're talking about like why why would anyone want to exclude queer people? They would use that that verse. And I began to sweat. I'm like, this is going very differently than I thought it was. And I say, well, I think it's really about pedestry, and we can get into that a lot longer. Longer. He goes, oh yeah, me too. And I looked at him, and he goes, what kind of church are you again? I'm like. <laughs> And we had this conversation of that we have lots of different ways of embodying divine, 
There's a lot of different ways of thinking about doctrine. There's a lot of ways of not caring about doctrine, right? There's a lot of ways of moving and, and just, like, who you are. And the guy stopped me. He goes, so you, there's more people out there like me? And I'm like, my man, there's a lot of us out there. But the thing is, people are concerned about being real. They're concerned about being honest. They're concerned about, like, maybe there's a place for me, but the idea of what they think church is or God is, they're like, I'm already excluded. And what neighborhood is, is we are all connected, right? We are all connected in some way. And if we're all connected, then all of us belong. Not about doctrine. We're going we're gonna to choose humans over doctrine every single time. Every single time. There's a place where people want to experience what you've experienced. And we get to do that together. So I am, yeah, <clears throat> I love being your pastor. I really do. And I love this church. During <clears throat> all this and COVID, standing in that corner by myself <laughs> over with Nikki, right, um, those 14, 16 months, it was hard, it was beautiful, it was lonely, it was inspiring. And the fact that we're still here, the fact that we're all 100% retention rate of moving stuff into that trailer together, right? Um, makes me very, not just proud, um, but honored that I get to be a part of this. So thank you. Um, what I'd like to do now is I'd like, if anyone wants to share and you yell it out, maybe what is one thing that you're taking with you as we transition out of Carlton County and into Duluth? Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. And I recognize those who are watching online might not be able to hear, so I apologize. Anyone else want to share? So, okay. I my kind of energy. I actually, <laughs> I actually don't want to talk on a microphone, and I will probably make you, Chris and Nikki, cry. But what I remember is how full of grace you were walking through that very, very hard time. It was uh, incredible. It really, really, really well done. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that. Well, so Joanne, right back to you. I remember you getting up. That was, um, for me, the very first meeting we had was, it gut me. But I remember you standing up and sharing what you did. And... That's what I remember about that time. So thank you for speaking your truth to power and in that space. Yeah, thank you, Joy. Anyone else want to share something you're taking away? An affirming community. Yes, we are, friend. 
Kaya? That's great, Kaya. We're glad that you belong, and you do belong. Anyone else? Anne? The intimacy of this place. Yeah, me too. I have hope that we, well, because even when we are in a bigger space, the the connection that we had in that space isn't just the building. It's it's people being it's all of it all of it belongs. Vernita. The fact that we're relational and we're willing to press into things that are difficult. Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you, Anita. That's beautiful. Anyone else? <laughs> if you didn't hear that, he said it's a very white place. It is all white, Mike. <laughs> oh, I don't see color. Don't start, Mike. That was a joke. That was a joke. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Cody. Appreciate that. Zoe.
That's awesome, Zoe. I'm glad you're here. And like, well, I'll briefly share. When Zoe first walked in, um, I didn't like. I, I'm I'm not always good if like who's new and who's not. And she just sat down by herself. I'm like, I think she's new. I think I should go talk to her. Then I then I get in my head like, if I was new, would I want the pastor to talk to me right away? I'm like, I wouldn't want that. My. <laughs> Yeah, I love. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else want to share a takeaway? Someone's waving. Back up. I, I love that. I, re, I remember when we had our, um, Wade and Lori were there. Remember we were at the um, country club, Cloquet Country Club, where the beautiful people live. And we had like our first informational like come gather. And what I remember is we packed the place up, but what I remember is kids running around everywhere. Just like, ah! like home alone it the whole time. And it's, what, it's still one of my favorite things about this church is that everyone, including kids, gets to be their full self. Yeah, he tells me often. <laughs> yeah. I still let you, yeah. Yeah. Anyone else want to share a takeaway? Cody. Mm, that's good. Appreciate that. And you will not be kicked out. You will not be harmed. <laughs> And I'm glad you're here, Cody. Heather. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? I know I was waiting for you, Melissa. I'm like, I'm not going to wrap it up till Melissa says something.
You're with us. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Laura Kay. we have. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Anyone else? Last chance for romance? Tom, my man. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyone else? Yes. Thank you. I still remember the letter that she wrote me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I love the idea of opening their ears. Yeah. Anyone else? Something you were taking with you? Because you all know we have to move things when I close this, right? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to... So, um, I, I like that we had a different kind of service to remember the, the, the hard things, the beautiful things, the transformational things, the grief, um, the yelling of kids, not at kids, but with kids. Um, and I'm, re I'm, really, I'm really excited. If there's something you'd like to process or something else you want to share to me that's not like in front of a whole room of people, <laughs> um, and same with those who are watching online, um, I would love to connect and, and hear what you're feeling. Um, and if you want to talk about the new space or you'd like to pray, I would love to do that. Um, so please, if 
prayer is something that uh, inspires you, feel free to join me. So God, thank you for being so incredibly good. I thank you for all the stories that were shared and all the stories that we hold, like we keep it as our own secret. And thank you for the inspiration, the beauty, the friendship, the inclusion. I also thank you for the the incredibly hard things and the scars that we carry because it's made us who we are today. And it will continue to inspire us to who we're going to be in the future. And we're incredibly excited for like what was shared multiple times of, of what new things are we going to embody, what new things are we going to experience, and we're here for all of it. So, God, we, we love you deeply, and thank you for this community. Thank you for one another. Amen. <laughs>